Hello, hello. Welcome back to yet another episode of Olio. Today is season four, episode six. Nobody is perfect. Um, yeah, I'm I'm quite excited to talk about this today uh, with you here. Um, I've actually put a little bit more planning into today's conversation than usual. Um, normally, it's it's pretty, um, you know, uh, spur of the moment, I guess. Uh, and I guess today still still is for the most part. But I am excited, nevertheless, to talk about it today. Um, first, for a bit of what I've been up to. Uh, well, first of all, today I just like it's 1130-ish. Yeah, 11.30-ish right now in the morning, uh, and I honestly just woke up. I've been exhausted. I slept for like 12 hours last night, too. I've been really um, needing to catch up on sleep because I've been kind of busy. Um, this past weekend, I went to PAX East 2022 in Boston with my friends, and oh, what a good time that was. That was amazing. Um, so much going on there. It was very tiring, um, and very like, you know, there was just a lot there, but, um, I made a video about it and, um, well, and that will be out tomorrow. So if you're interested, stay tuned. Um, it's coming out tomorrow. Yeah. With that, I'd like to kind of dive into you know, this idea, this conversation of nobody is perfect. Because for me, all throughout my life and and now, I have always struggled with that idea that nobody is perfect. And I'm sure, you know, I feel like that's a fairly common thing for many, that many of us go through um, just as humans is trying to remember and realize that really nobody is perfect. So I have a couple of different contexts and, and things that I want to talk about this idea in. Um, the first that I kind of want to dive straight into is, is in relationships between you and one other person. So like a romantic relationship of some kind and trying to realize that nobody's perfect. And even in this one, this one context, there are so many layers to this conversation. Um, so for me, when in the past and, and right now, take everything I'm saying uh, about this specifically, the romantic relationship part, um, knowing that I'm not currently in one. So I'm single right now. So I guess take that into, you know, your, 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 uh, listening as you hear my, uh, perspective. Um, I feel like when I have gone into a relationship in the past, I often have my perspectives of somebody far higher than, they really need to be. Um, and I think it's because I, you know, I feel like I've chosen a person and this person has chosen me. So in theory, on paper, 
things should be perfect between us, right? Um, and I, I feel like I think that, you know, we should have the same interests or very similar ideas on things and that we should be able to get along really well and have all sorts of different types of conversations um, really well and that things should be perfect. Um, because after all, you know, I, you know, we chose each other, right? So why, why wouldn't things be perfect? So I, I think that's my idea when I'm been, when I've been in a romantic relationship before is like, oh, well, things should be perfect, right? Um, and I think when, you know, inevitably they aren't, I typically have not responded very well to that. Because, you know, I feel like, oh, honestly, more often than not, I feel like I put it on myself when things aren't, when things aren't perfect. And I'm like, oh, you know, why did I, you know, why am I in this, right? Because this is not making me feel good. And that's not a great way to look at it, right? Um, I've tried more recently to be like, okay, all right, you know, something's not going our way. And whether it's on the other person's side or my side, I'm trying to give more grace and be like, okay, I understand that we all make mistakes. And, you know, um, more often than not, a phrase that I use a lot, I'm not sure if I've shared it on uh, the podcast before, but a phrase that I use a lot when I'm talking to people, if I've, if I feel like I messed up or I feel like somebody else has messed up, I always want to know why. And I think the other person always wants to know, why did I do the thing that I did? Or why did you do the thing that you did? And a lot of times I think people will be like, well, why doesn't matter? Because it's, you know, you're trying to make an excuse for yourself. You're trying to make an excuse as to why you did this thing that didn't make me feel good. What's your excuse? But the way I, I see it is the why, you know, I always share the why and it's because it's, I share it as an explanation, not an excuse. An, expla an explanation, not an excuse. So if I did something and acted rashly in a situation, you know, or said something I shouldn't have said, and, you know, maybe the other person in, in a relationship is, is upset with me at that because, you know, I did something wrong. I try to say, you know, I'm sorry. Here's why I did it. And this is an explanation as to why I did. I'm not trying to excuse myself of what I did because I realized that I did it full heartedly. You know, I, I made a mistake and I, you know, you own up to that. But this is why I did it. And maybe this can help you see into my side a little bit and it, and it will explain why I did it or what I was feeling like that caused me to do it. Um, you know, so I feel like that's helpful. And at least when when somebody else is doing that, I ask for the same thing. I want to know, you know, why, why would you do that pretty much? <laughs> but what, you know, saying it that way sounds really um, accusatory. Why would you do that? But it's, it's actually a, a, a really helpful tool to use if you use it in the right way of, you know, why, no, really though, why would, why would you do that? What, you know, what caused you to, to take that action that, you know, you know it was wrong now, especially if you're owning up to it, right? Then we know it was wrong, so why did it happen, you know? And what can we do in the future, right, 
because I, I think it doesn't really matter if you don't grow from it. So um, an explanation, not an excuse. That's a good piece right there that I, I've used quite often. Um, yeah, in a romantic relationship. So I, th- I think a big part of it with that is is making sure that you're giving people grace and, you know, you're, you're recognizing that, okay, if somebody did something that wasn't great, it's okay. If you are different than your significant other, and this is a big one for me too, because I, I feel like, oh, we should be the same. You know, like we, we, you know, we should be acting the same and we should be moving in sync. And to an extent, that's true. But I have a tough time recognizing that my significant other, when I'm with someone, is, is, is a different person than I am. And that we have different ideas and different perspectives and different interests. And the reality is, is that's okay. It's okay. If you love someone and somebody loves you, then if they have different ideas and perspectives that you may not even agree with all the way, you know, to an extent, that's fine. Um, and so giving people that grace to just be themselves and not, you know, Again, I'm a control freak, so I, I you know, I, I've really had to work at not trying to twist things and make us, you know, more similar than we already are and and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think the grace is a big part of that, right, is in making sure that you're seeing, okay, I know you did this, but it's okay. We all make mistakes. Um, and not putting up a fight about it. Now that comes to a point. And this is a really big, this is a really big talking point right here is that you can give people grace and, you know, what you, like your significant other, you can, you know, go through these issues, but there, there is a point where it becomes too much. Um, and it's different for everyone, different for every person, different for every relationship, different for every combination of people. It's a different point. Um, in every relationship, but in my, you know, this is all, all of this is from my perspective, right? So, the, you know, if you have a different idea about that, that's, you know, it, again, it's different for everyone. So don't worry about that too much. But for, in my, uh, mind, um, I think there is a point where if you give someone so many chances and so much grace to just kind of do whatever, then that's when you can be led into you know, really toxic waters, perhaps, where you're allowing somebody to do something harmful to you over and over and over again. And you're saying, oh, I'm just giving you grace and giving you another chance to, you know, but if it's hurting you, excuse me, if it's hurting you and you're allowing it to happen over and over and over again, then something needs to change, right? And I don't know what that is. You know, I'm not going to really say anything there. Um, but in my experience, I think that's the part that I've also had a tough time with, right? I've had to, I've had a tough time with both parts. But seeing that someone is doing something to you repetitively over and over and over again, you know, and you're letting it go each time and having to realize like, oh, man, you actually have to put your foot down and be like, okay, you know, I know nobody's perfect, um, but you've been doing this, and we need to we need to fix it because it's been hurting me. 
right? And you can't keep letting it go anymore. So that that point where it switches from you giving somebody grace to you now realizing like, okay, like this hurt me and it's still hurting me. Like that's different for everyone. And it's tough to actually realize that and get to that point, right? And nobody, because the thing is nobody wants to get to that point, right? You just, it's easier, <clears throat> wow, excuse me. It's easier to not get to that point and to just allow it to keep happening. But that's how toxic, you know, relationships start. That's how it happens. So be on the lookout for that. When is the point when you're going to be like, okay, this is too much, right? And, um, you know, have the conversation, take the actions that need to be taken. You know, look out for yourself um, and your well-being throughout everything. So that is my idea with with the romantic relationship side of things. Um, again, I've definitely, you know, to kind of recap, I've had a tough time with that um, and realizing that nobody's perfect, but I've also had a tough time realizing that, you know, you got to look out for yourself too and make sure you're doing well. Um, so the next piece that I want to look at is just your casual friendship um, and the relationships that you have with other people that you encounter every single day. Um, and for me, this has also changed so much as I've gotten older. It's crazy to me. Um, this is like, so when I was, when I was younger, I think I was better at this and then I got worse at it and now I think I'm better at it again. <laughs> so when I was, when I was really young, um, and I was making my first friends just when I was younger, you know, um, I'm trying to think of an age range here. I was homeschooled probably in grade school, you know, um, and I was making some of my really best friends who I had. Um, I think I was, you know, externally very good at making friends because I, you know, I gave, it's, it's similar to the romantic relationship side of things, but it's just a little different, but I was good at giving my friends grace and being like, okay, this is okay. If, even if it's, even if it's not what I think it's okay. Um, and I, but in that, I kind of wouldn't really believe it when I was younger, but I would would go with it anyways. So I kind of allowed, when I was younger, I'd say my, my relationship with people when I was younger is I often allowed myself to just be kind of like bulldozed or run over by something or by other people oftentimes because I wasn't looking out for myself and I wasn't in touch with what I was thinking and what I was feeling when I was younger. I was just like, okay, even if it's not what I agree with, um, you know, I'll, I'll just be friends with this person, but I wasn't even thinking that, you know, it was more of just a, a fake facade that I had on of like me. I often forced myself to pretend to be friends with somebody who I didn't want to be friends with. If that makes sense. I wasn't looking out for myself and saying, Oh, I don't want this or, Oh, this is happening, but it's okay. I wasn't even thinking that far. It was like, Oh, I disagree with this person. Yep. I disagree. But yet I would force myself to be in communication with these people anyways, because I felt like I was, I felt like I needed to, and I would let the other person down if I didn't. I was not really looking out for myself very much at all. Um, so 
that was kind of my relationship with people for a while is, you know, I was very friendly with everyone, but there were very few people who I was actually good friends with because if they weren't exactly what I wanted them to be, if they weren't exactly perfect for me, I was like, nope, I disagree with you, but I will put this facade on and be friendly with you anyways. Um, and that was tiring as a kid. That was really tiring for me to do um, because it forced me to be friendly with everyone. And I had to work for that, you know, like <laughs> I really did because there was a lot of people I didn't want to be friendly with who I was. Um, so, you know, and I guess I'm trying to dig into like why I had that idea when I was younger. I would say probably my religion, uh, which at the time was Christianity. So I saw that I needed to look out for, you know, put other people first before myself, right? Which is true to an extent, right? Put other people first. Like that's not a bad way to look at things sometimes, but I just did that too much. Um, you know, I, I just put other people first and never really looked out for myself. And I was like, well, they probably want to be friends with me, so I'll do it for them. Even if it's hurting me, I'll do it for them. Um, so after that phase, I moved into a period of my life during, you know, probably late middle school into most of high school where I was very... Hmm, I'm trying to figure out the word. Divisive. Is that a word? Or is that decisive that I'm thinking of? I'm thinking I think it's divisive. <laughs> Where I, I was like very picky, right? And I was like, if this person doesn't meet all of my needs and meet all of my expectations, then guess what? I'm gonna be a real asshole to you. Like I am not gonna be nice to you and I'm gonna just completely and it not what I wasn't mean to people. I was just very push them away and like, get them out. Don't need them. Don't need you. If you're not perfect for what I need, you're not fulfilling to me. It was a very selfish way to look at things, but I was like, nope, you're, you're out. Don't need you. Mm -mm. Um, if I don't think you're a good person, then in my eyes, you're not a good person and out of my life. I don't want you in my life. And I, again, I wouldn't say that to people most of the time. <laughs> there were a few exceptions that really blew up in my face, but I used to be like, nope, that's it out of my life. And I would just push people out and be like, yeah, don't need it. Don't need it. And slowly kind of back away from things. And I wouldn't even express that to them. Like I said, most of the time I wouldn't even tell them why it was happening. I would just kind of ghost people or be like back away and get out type of thing. And, and it was a self-defense thing where I was like, oh, it's hurting me. So don't want to deal with that on my life. Um, and that led me to feeling a lot of different mixed things with like loneliness, but also feeling like I had a few friends who were really tight knit, um, you know, for a little while, 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 you know, cause inevitably nobody is perfect. Right. So, so the people who I regarded as perfect, who I did allow in, you know, inevitably weren't perfect either. And I would be hurt by that and be like, what? Like, Oh my gosh. Like they're not, they're not exactly what I wanted them to be all along. Like, and it would lead me to a lot of doubt and, a lot of being scared to even let anyone in because I was like, well, if I let them in, then I'm going to think they're perfect and then nobody's perfect, so they won't be and I'm going to get hurt. So I would just push everyone away. So it was a really nasty pattern because I was expecting so much of all my friends 
and people who I came in contact with that it was just like, well, they're not perfect. So, um, so that was rough. <laughs> that was, that was not a good way to look at things. Um, but I think I've kind of returned to being a little bit better at managing my relationships with others now. And I think this is probably the furthest I've grown, you know, the kind of the stage that I'm at. I still have room to grow, of course, you know, there's never, there's never not room. Um, but now I think I, I do my best when I'm in contact with friends and other people to recognize that, you know, I can be friends with you even if we have completely different viewpoints. Even if we are, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, if we have very conflicting viewpoints that I really don't agree with, then maybe I'll be friendly with you, but there's no reason that I need to completely just shut you out, you know. There's not, there's no need for that. I don't think there's any need for that um, unless, again, you hit that point that we kind of talked about with romantic relationships where it's like, okay, there's something toxic going on here, which is tough to detect. But I think otherwise it's like, okay, I see that you're not perfect, but you know what? I'm not perfect either, man. And we can be imperfect friends together and we can have grace with each other if we mess up. Um, and like we're all adults, we're all grown up and we can just kind of, you know, respect each other and realizing that we're not perfect. And I think that's kind of the, my, my ultimate goal and the vibe that I aim to share with people who I do meet is kind of that chill. I, I feel like I'm a chill person who's like, you know, we, we just should recognize that we're not perfect and, and give each other more grace for that. Even as friends who are your closest friends, you know, they're not perfect, even though you might see them that way and you're not perfect either. Um, and that's totally okay. Totally okay. Um, now again, if this is the same thing as we talked about at the beginning with romantic relationships, if there's a point where somebody's being really toxic to you and you feel like you do need to, you know, take action or or or, or have them, you know, have a conversation or whatever it needs to be, then, you know, take yourself into account. You know, make sure your well-being is is good. Um and, you know, go 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 from there. I have a message uh, in chat from Kojo. Hello, Kojo. Good to see you, my friend. Um, it says, I struggle with perfectionism. And that sounds familiar. Small group of friends looking for perfect people. You're my friend, Elijah, right? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, Kojo. But I never made the connection between social life and perfectionism. Yeah, that's been tough for me too. I also see a message from Alex that says, hey, Hello, my friend. Hope you're doing well today. Um, I agree, Kojo. That's been like, that's a tough thing for me as well. And I think I've started to get better at it in realizing that like, oh man, you know, I make mistakes and you make mistakes, but like, dude, that's okay if we make mistakes. Um, and I think that's a good, good place to be with friends. Um, yeah, so to take it one step further, you know, I, I had three categories I wanted to discuss today. I had the romantic relationships, the friendships, and the, 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 the pinnacle, the toughest, the toughest thing and the most delicate thing 
for us to have to remember that nobody's perfect is family. Family. Because it takes all of those, you know, these, these struggles and these hardships that we talked about and it turns them up to 11. Because these are people who, you know, chances are, in, in a lot of cases, you've either grown up with or you've had a very strong connection with or you, they've been in your head and in your heart growing up or just in your life in general, right? Even if you haven't been with them physically, they've been in your heart. They hold a very, you know, delicate and, and um, um, I'm trying to think of a vulnerable place in your heart. So with family, man, oh, I don't even know. Like, you know, for me, in my case, I grew up with two younger brothers and my mom and my dad, and we were all very tight-knit um, in our house. And we all are on wonderful terms nowadays as well. Um, and we always have been, uh, which I'm really, really grateful for because um, that's not the case in a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of other families. And it's just kind of, you know, how it goes sometimes, which is like, you know, it's all right. Um, every family is different. Every Everyone goes through different things, right? Um, but for my family, even the little quarrels or things that we have had, whether it's with, you know, my brothers, which is probably the most common, right? Because we're brothers. So of course we have little fights and things like that growing up. Um, or even nowadays, if, if, if some of us disagree nowadays, it's actually rougher than it was back when we were kids because we're adults now. So like these are things take fully fledged, you know, arguments sometimes it's rare, but it, you know, it has happened. Um, nobody's perfect. Right. Um, and with parents, when you have little quarrels or little things growing up too, it's also tough. Um, and again, I'd like to reiterate that I'm very, very fortunate and lucky that I, that my family has always been, you know, um, so great and understanding of each other. And I think we have done a very good job growing up of recognizing that nobody's perfect. And so that when we have made mistakes and we have done little things, um, we see that in our other family members and we recognize that like, okay, nobody's perfect. And it's, you know, it's all right in the end, that's where we stand. Right. Um, but I think with my brothers back in the day when we were all younger, it was interesting because it was more of like a, you know, it, we'd get into a little fight or something, something would happen. Who knows? I can't even think of an example. Cause you know, we, it would happen all the time because we were little kids, like, you know, whatever. Um, but it would always come to the end where our parents would force us to be like, okay, now you say I'm sorry to him and you say I forgive you to him and give each other a hug, <laughs> right? And, and they would force us to do it. Even if we didn't want to do it, they would force us to do it. And it made us be like, start to realize that like, okay, I said I'm sorry. By me saying I'm sorry to you, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that I did this, you're recognizing that I'm not perfect. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I'm not perfect. And by the other person saying, and I forgive you, you're recognizing that, yep, you're not perfect, but you know what? It's okay. I forgive you. I forgive you. It's, it's okay. You're not perfect, but that's all right. And that has like, man, that is such a core piece of my personality nowadays and the, a core piece of my perspective on the world. And I'm so glad that my parents did that to me and my brothers growing up because I have that, you know, that's ingrained in me now. I'm sorry. It's okay. I forgive you. And sometimes as we start to get older, it would be, why did you do that? 
Like, why? If, the, if it was something that came to that, right? Most of the time, it was a very shallow thing. Like, oh, he took my Lego piece. <laughs> In that case, there wasn't a why. It was just, I wanted it, so I took it. So, <laughs> right? But as things started to evolve and grow, you know, we would wonder why, why? And again, an explanation, not an excuse, is what we would, we would want. We want to hear an explanation, but you're not excusing yourself of your actions. We just want to know why you did what you did. Um, and then it'd be like, okay, I'm sorry, and I forgive you for what you did, right? Um, so with my brothers, it was fairly easy, though, because I feel like we were all on the same page. You know, me, even me to my youngest brother, Camden, we're only three years apart. Um, me to my brother, Logan, we're almost exactly a year and a half apart. So we were always very close. Um, I don't think we were very problematic kids. At least I hope not. If my mom's watching, she can attest to that or you know, give us the give us the feedback if we were very problematic kids or not. I don't know. I don't think we were. I think we were pretty good kids. Um, I hope. Um, <laughs> now, with parents, it's tougher. Whether it be parents, guardians, step parents, you know, again, it's different for everyone. Um, in my case, there were very few times that my parents were ever truly upset or truly disappointed with me. And I'm very lucky for that. Because, you know, they would they would express how they were feeling more often than not. If they were like, oh, man, like, you did that and I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that, Elijah. Like, I can't believe you did that. But I love you. It's okay. But like, dude, oh, it's really disappointing to see that you did that. Um. And more than anything, that taught me, you know, to, 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 to look, at how, look at how my actions make other people feel. Even if they're not directly related in the action that I'm doing, see how it impacts other people's feelings, what I'm doing. And instead of it being like, oh, I'm hurting somebody directly in something and they're the only ones who feel the action. No, no, no. Look at how it impacts everyone. Right? And, you know, th that led me to think very carefully about my actions growing up. But it also made me realize that even though my parents would be hurt by something, if they were ever hurt by something I did or were, like, really disappointed by something I did, they'd be like, okay, man, that really sucked that you did that. But, you know, it's okay, and we, we still love you. You're not perfect. Nobody is. And we, we love you for that, you know. It's, it's okay. And that taught me to be like, okay, no matter what, I'm still going to be loved no matter what I do, I'm still going to be loved. But, you know, it makes them feel really terrible if I do this, so let's not do that. Um, at a very basic sense, right? And I... Now, now the, the, the tough part of this is the role reversal. If your parents, you know, do something that hurts you, which to me, again, I'm very fortunate and very lucky that only happened like I don't know I did, not often that was not common but if it did I hold my parents to such a high standard growing up that if that happened and they did something that I wasn't 100% a fan of or made a decision that I wasn't 100% a fan of especially when I started to get older I would be like oh like how I, I can't believe them you know they 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 did something and I, I, you know, I held them to such a high standard that it was very tough for me to like realize that they're not perfect. And 
even even parents who who as a kid like you view them as perfect even them make mistakes sometimes right and i finally you know it, it, it's so strange how it happens because growing up you don't see that you, you don't see it you don't recognize that we're all human and we're all in this together and so if anyone messes up it's you have to give them grace for it and especially with your parents who you look up to so much if they make a mistake it's so hard for you to be like, oh man, it's okay, right? Because you're the kid. So you have a tough time with that growing up. But it's, it's, it's finally happened to me in the last couple months. And I've had conversations with my mom and my dad. Um, more so with my mom because we're very, we're very intact with our emotions and our connections. Um, saying, I can't like, you know, pretty much me going, thank you. Thank you for everything that you've done for me. And I'm so sorry that if you made a mistake somewhere, I'm sorry for the way I responded to that growing up because I shouldn't, you know, I, I didn't realize that we're all imperfect. And that even you, who I view as like that, I have the highest, you know, expectations and the highest, you know, I view them as the most perfect people ever, my parents. Even, even them, you know, sometimes... And again, in my case, I'm very lucky that it was not like it didn't, that wasn't a common occurrence. My parents have always been amazing. I'm lucky. But even if they did make a mistake somewhere, that that, that, that was okay. And that, yeah, man, it happens. Um, and I, I think family is just the toughest, the toughest to realize that in because like, man, you, you hold your family to such high standards. And, um, you know, when you realize that, yeah, even even them, nobody's perfect. That's okay. And kind of the last piece I want to tie into with this is realizing that you, you're not perfect either. And you make mistakes sometimes. And I think, I think nowadays, I'm, like I was talking about before, I feel like I do a good job of, or, you know, again, always room to grow, right? But I feel like I do an okay job at seeing other people, realizing that they make mistakes and that it's okay. But I have a much, much tougher time when I make a mistake and giving myself that grace of saying, oh man, like you're not perfect, it's okay. Because most of the time I hold myself to a high standard as well where I'm like, there's no way you know, why? And I'll get really down on myself. I'll, I'll be like, why would you do that? You're so dumb. Like, how could you think that way? How could you say that? Um, and I'll get really down on myself on that. And it's, it's, it's really not a good habit to be in. Um, I think, you know, it really should be me looking and realizing that, okay, I'm not perfect, but also, you know, what can I do for the future? It's really as simple as that, but it's just hard to execute that thought process, right? Um, and so I, I think how I want to kind of wrap this up today is I want to, to ask you a question and that is, you know, the last time you felt, you feel like you made a mistake somewhere and you did something, um, did you give yourself enough grace? Did you forgive yourself for what you did? Or did you beat yourself up about it? And if you did beat yourself up about it, you know, that's okay. She said, nobody's perfect, right? It happens. I, I, I'm with you. 
but in the future, what ways can you shape your thoughts um, in a healthy way to deal with that issue, you know, in a healthier manner, right? What, what can you do? Um, you know, and I like to keep this question, um, you know, I pose this question as an internal question to you the last time you did something, you know, uh, did you forgive yourself? But also, you know, if you're if you're in a mindset where you're, you're thinking about some of the other topics, whether it's romantic relationships, friendships, or family, the last time, you know, somebody else in maybe one of those categories did something that hurt you, how did you respond to that, right? Did you forgive them? Um, and recognize that nobody's perfect. Um, or did it take time for you to reach that conclusion? Right. So as we close out today, I just, I want to, you know, um, encourage you to think about that and I will be too. Uh, and the next time that something comes up, try to remember in your head, nobody is perfect, whether it's you, whether it's anyone, nobody's perfect. Just try to remember that, internalize that, live by that. Um, and I will be trying to do the same thing too. So, uh, with that, thank you so much for listening today. I, um, yeah, I, I, this was a really, I don't know if it was for you, but for me, it was a really good way for me to kind of dump some of my thoughts out and, and, you know, mind dump, right? So, um, I hope it was, you know, enjoyable to listen to in some way. Um, of course, if you have any um, thoughts or anything and you want to share, feel free to message me privately anywhere or, you know, anything you want to do. Uh, we're here for each other, you know. So once again, thank you so much. Um, I will see you in tomorrow's video and in next week's Oleo. Until then, peace.